everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're talking about When Hope Calls, this is episode eight today. And I'm joined by my friend Cammie's here. Hi, everybody. Yay. How you doing? <laughs> Can you believe it? We're almost done. Just two episodes left. I, I can't. I, I really can't. <laughs> I must say, I will be pretty excited, not only because it means that Christmas will be beginning for real, which I'm so excited about, but right. we'll be, I just feel like a sense of accomplishment that we will have covered all the Hallmark television shows on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and is- you're giving me a sense of accomplishment because this is my first podcast. Yeah. So I will have completed, <laughs> I will have completed an entire series. Whoa. Yeah. It's <laughs> It, it's pretty impressive. It's it's very impressive, in fact. So, yeah, we we've had a lot of fun. And honestly, when I started this series, I had pretty low expectations for it, just because it was streaming. And I don't know. I just I I didn't know. I guess what to expect. But I had kind of middling expectations, and it has been way better than I expected. Oh, good. Personally, well, I, to. To celebrate the event, if you're watching on YouTube, I've got my Texas Hardy's shirt on. So yeah. now you have to check out the YouTube video. I mean, it's too bad you don't have Hardy's New York. That would fit right in with this episode. Oh, dang it all. I haven't been to New York since I was a senior in high school. So sorry. Wow. So what do you think of overall of this episode or I thought it was another builder episode. I thought it was another nuts and bolts episode. Like you, like you call it, it focused more on, it focused more on getting us ready for things to come. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't particularly action packed. It kind of focused more on um, not behind the scenes stuff, but just on more stuff that has been laying low, I guess you could say. And it, yeah. it tied up tied up a lot of loose ends and just got us ready. Next next week's episode looks intense. It looks very intense. Yeah. So. Well and I I was surprised, honestly. I didn't think that they were going to have one of the orphans I guess transition oh, out of the orphanage. I know. And just because of casting and other stuff and I just figured they wouldn't want to do that. Uh so it was I was kind of proud of them. <laughs> like wow, that's really good. <laughs> I'm very I mean, she's not gone yet. She's not gone yet. So I I'm very curious about what they're going to do. Are they going to have Helen leave the orphanage or I don't know. Is is something gonna happen? Wait, I thought that she was. I thought that no, she. No, she's. She's so not. She's Talbot not just gone. decide to stay. No, he left. He left, and he said that he was going to wire the grandfather in in London, but uh, but she didn't leave. She's uh, the Mr. Talbot, the lawyer said, "I'm going to." wire him and Lillian was telling Helen that that he's going to wire your grandfather in London and then wait for instructions oh I guess she's not I guess I just implied that that meant that she would be going with him and no uh, she's not gone yet 
She, uh. so I'm, I'm really curious. I'm really curious as to what's going to happen because she's, she hasn't left yet, but is no, she I hope to? not. I think that would be lame if they stretched it out more that one, but <laughs> wait, who knows? We'll see, I guess. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, definitely an interesting dynamic they have going on because it's, I mean, it would just make it tough for casting if they're constantly, you know, revolving kids out of the the orphanage or even not constantly, but even doing it a number of times. Cause you know, I think they getting a good child actor is, is not necessarily the easiest thing. And so that would be a hard part of the show if that was happening. True, but it would be more realistic. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. No doubt about it at all. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? This is going to, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, for sure. So it starts out with Sam doing chores for Lillian. He's gonna- still around. <laughs> yeah. He's still around, even though he's got that job at the at the furniture makers he's still there yeah 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 and i mean gosh i i need to i need to follow lillian's example and get some <laughs> some guy to hang around my house do a bunch of chores for me i, I got i'm good at list making <laughs> yeah i'm good at list making <laughs> i can do it <laughs> yes but lists are the enemy of spontaneity <laughs> <laughs> spontaneity is overrated <laughs> And spontaneity is the enemy of efficiency. <laughs> I thought that, that was uh, a very interesting interchange between the two of them. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, it was really cute. I was like, she's doing a very good job. And I know that it's not like historically accurate, but I do think the way that they sty- have styled uh, Morgan Keehan in uh, in in this show has been so pretty. She looks beautiful. And just the way I prefer, yeah, I, I, I love her hair. I think it's very, it's, it's very becoming. I just prefer when it's done back a little bit rather than hanging all out loose. It still looks very beautiful. I just prefer when it's back in some way. Well, I mean, that's I more historically accurate because women. Yes, of that and era that's probably why I up. like it. That's, that's yeah. probably why I like it better. <laughs> but, but no, she still looks beautiful anyway. They do her hair, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. She has she has looked very very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when when the whole franchise is, has always been bad about hairstyles as far as being historically accurate, but uh, but yeah, I I just they she's just beautiful. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, so it's probably not too hard to make her beautiful. <laughs> But I don't know that she looked really pretty, particularly in those scenes. I'm like, yeah, that would make you do some work for that. <laughs> did, yeah. for that. <laughs> did you did you think that she and the actress who play Eve, did you think that they looked like they could have been sisters? Yeah, I could see oh that for sure. Oh my gosh, they looked so similar. And the the color of hair was almost exact. Wow. Yeah, they definitely both had sort of an Irish look kind of about yes, them, I think. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm part I'm part Irish, so I yeah. definitely concur with that. <laughs> For sure. And it was really cute too when Chuck is there. I come here for the special. There are no specials. Oh. 
Oh, oh, Ch Chuck was in rare form. Chuck was in rare form this episode. There was no open mouth insert foot. This, well, kind of, but it was a good way, in a yeah, good way. It's really good. <laughs> and how cognizant do you think that both Lillian and Grace are that these guys are super into them? Like, or do you think they're kind of naive to it a little bit? I was thinking about that, actually. Uh, when Grace says to Chuck, do you ever get tired of the food here? A thought that occurred to me, where else is he going to go? It's right. the only <laughs> restaurant in town. So, <laughs> and he's a bachelor. So if he himself is not that great of a cook, where else is he supposed to go? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I, maybe it, it might be a commentary on Tess's cooking. I don't know. But... <laughs> I don't, is he, it's never been quite clear if Chuck is living at home. Yeah, that's it's true. Nev it's never been clear if he's living at home or not. But anyway, to answer your question, I digressed a little bit, but <laughs> to answer your question, I definitely think that Grace, I mean, she'd have to be pretty dumb to not, <laughs> to not see. I don't think that she is unaware of Chuck's interest in her, especially after this episode, because when someone plans a picnic for you, gives you another picnic basket for your birthday, and then says, I don't want you to go. Right. <laughs> I mean, if she were naive, she can't be now. Yeah. Now, Lillian and Gabriel, I, I don't know. I don't know because yeah. it would be it would be in Lillian's it would be in Lillian's personality to just kind of brush it aside and put it off and say children come first no he can't be interested in me we both have jobs to do so that would that would fit but I don't know when they were coming when they were coming toward each other on the street I loved their smiles they both had such genuine happy smiles and i know that she was on that she was on the high from mr talbot the lawyer coming and then he just smiled because she was smiling and coming at him yeah <laughs> so, i have to so, think that she know. would be more aware of sam's interest than <laughs> gabe's interest i she, feel like she would have to be <laughs> yeah i mean you'd have to be pretty pretty naive to just think someone's doing all these chores just for <laughs> just for fun absolutely yeah 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 yeah, yeah so, I, don't, I don't know the level i don't i don't know the level i mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it, it's it's a tough call <laughs> so uh, we find out that eve grace's friend from growing up in the orphanage and things has come to see her and to try to convince her to go to new york city this has been their big dream together was to go to new york city and uh, it's it's kind of an interesting, I guess, dream because I don't know, back then, uh, New York, I don't think was quite the same as it is now uh, with all of the, uh, I don't know. I just think it's, it was, it was just a different world with uh, all of the, uh, uh, the factories and the child labor and the other stuff like that. Like it's not quite the same. And so I just, it, it's an, it, it was, I don't know, it was kind of interesting to think, oh, I got to go to the city uh, back then compared to, you know, the way we think about it now with a lot more sort of, 
luxury is the way we think of New York City, and if that's probably not accurate. <laughs> I don't think it's, it was quite the same back then, but maybe, I don't know. My thought is I, I would love to say that I know exactly when Broadway shows started, but I can't yeah. do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should be able to tell you that, but I can't. So there's a possibility that it was still a great place for theater. I'm pretty sure that New York was still a great place for theater back then, but I think it was more that New York was such a booming city and it was rampant with opportunity. I think that's why it was everybody's dream to get there because you got the Statue of Liberty that it was one of the first things Mm. that people would see when they were headed toward America. And so that gave them the dream of freedom. And then, yeah, it was just a, Eve said there were 5 million people there. And so it's just a place that's booming. It's yeah. a, it's booming with people. It's booming with opportunity. I think that was the big dream. I, I mean, I'm no expert either, but I think back, back turn of the century, it was more of sort of Gilbert and Sullivan and that kind of theater and like vaudeville. I think was more the thing. Uh, so it was, but that was definitely, it was definitely a place to go for entertainment and other, yeah. you know, type things. But I think that was more sort of the style was a light opera slash uh, vaudeville kind of entertainment circus was really popular around that time. Things like uh, the, um, uh, the Buffalo Bills show, you know, some things like that were really popular in the turn of the century. Uh, so I don't know. It's it, it would be it's be an interesting thing. So, but anyway, Eve. Uh, that's what they would talk about. That's what they would dream about, and they really helped them get through some hard times. Is the each other and their sort of dreams. And so she's hoping she convinced Grace to go with her. What did you think of Eve? What was your impression? I went. I went back and forth. I really did. I, I went back and forth. By the way, I just looked it up. The first, <clears throat> excuse me, the first long run musical on Broadway was The Elves, which was presented in 1857 and ran for 50 shows. Hmm. So there yeah. were musicals in 1916. <laughs> yeah, so. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So good. Eve. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I did like her. I, I will, I'll start by saying that I did like her. I thought that she was a very good friend to Grace and she, she was somebody who gave us an insight into Grace's past, which I think is always nice. Anytime we can get backstory on either one of these girls is a great episode in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that she was trying to live in the past a little too much. And one thing that really caught me and really stuck with me was when she said to Grace, you're living your sister's dream, not yours. And I went, wait a minute. How Isn't long there has a it little been bit since of... you've seen her? You have... Yeah, that's fair. But I think there's a little truth you in that. Have... A little bit. I, I mean, I, get, I guess, but it seemed to me that it was their dream together to start the orphanage. I don't think that because... Grace is all about giving them a life that that she didn't have in a bad orphanage. She wants to change it and give and give orphans a good home in a good orphanage. So 
I don't know. I just thought there's been no mention about this being Lillian's dream and Grace is just going along with it. So I thought that was a little presumptuous. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. But I also kind of saw what you're saying because I feel like there's been so much anxiety on the part of Grace as far as running this orphanage. Almost every step of the way has been something that's brought back some kind of trauma or some kind of... uh, anxiety (laughs) i.e. what we talked about last week with the birthday yeah Mm -hmm. and so i kind of feel like uh it is more kind of lillian's dream i i i don't know that as a fact but i i don't know i just felt like it be like yeah i could kind of see what she's saying uh but you're right i mean she's known her been back for you know five seconds and she's already kind of uh explaining her life to her so that's definitely true uh but i thought that was it was a pretty interesting statement that eve makes and when she says i protected her as best i could yeah and so i was like "Ooh," because that was when i liked her that that was one of the moments i really liked her (laughs) but i mean we we haven't gotten a sense of that that she was really in sort of danger that she we knew she was unhappy but i felt felt like this kind of was taken it almost to another level another sense of a dark place uh that was interesting to me that you know that she had to protect her and uh you know from these bullies and from who knows what else there could have been predators there could have been who knows what she was living around and and people taking advantage of a young woman (laughs) like it 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 you know they're not going to go there but i thought it was kind of a like a kind of a secret way of going there (laughs) without without being too dark for uh for a hallmark show uh but yeah i mean it could it could have been really bad it could have been absolutely yeah that was one point when i really liked her it when she said that she protected her from the bullies also the other thing that i thought was interesting and I don't think that she was doing this to be mean, but the fact that she was telling Lillian what a sister would tell her. You know, I thought that it was really interesting that mm-hmm. Lillian and Eve kind of switched places. And Eve was telling Lillian what Lillian should have known. Yeah. You well, know, she yeah, she said, do you want to... Do you want to know her first crush? Did you know she's allergic to walnuts? I just yeah. thought, oh my goodness. It was a really interesting dynamic to see Eve tell her sister things that a mm-hmm. sister should have known. I thought that that was really interesting. Well, and it was surprising too, because walnuts are, that's like a, an, aller- an allergy to walnuts is like serious. If you, <laughs> it, like, no, really, like, it's not one of the things that'll just oh, give you a little stomach that. ache or like, or, you know, some allergies are, are not that big a deal. Right. Uh, and, but like nuts, if you are allergic to any kind of nut and then you partake of them, you will, you could die. So I was kind of surprised that Lillian didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe it's just never come up because walnuts aren't in their area yeah. and they're too expensive <laughs> to buy, you know, so <laughs> it could be that it just never came up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, that was an interesting moment when she basically offers to tell Lillian all about grace. She's like, I'll give you the 411. Right. Yeah, I don't think she was I don't think she was trying to push anything in Lillian's face, but you can definitely see in Lillian's eyes that 
she thought, oh my goodness, she is trying, she, I mean, is she taking my place? You know, so. Yeah, it's also. I, just, I think little, Lillian left, left yeah. I think she felt left out a lot. Mm-hmm. It's also a little surprising that somebody would just sort of surprise visit somebody <laughs> that you're expecting her to move with you, but uh, that, you know, usually you just send some kind of letter or some kind of contact in some way, maybe even a telegram saying, because uh, I don't know, people don't just, don't just move to New York on a whim. <laughs> yeah. And especially when you're in charge of six orphans. You know, I right. thought you want her to pick up and move to New York to another country <laughs> when she's just settled down into this new life. Come on. Yeah. I, I really do think that she was living in the past a little bit, not necessarily in a bad way, but you know, she was constantly pushing. This was our dream. This was our dream. This was our dream. And because it was their dream back then, it had to be the dream now. I don't think that Eve changed much. I mean, she got older, of course, and maybe a little bit more mature, but it seems to me that Eve hasn't changed much from back then to now. And Mm -hmm. Grace has done a lot more changing since finding her family. Right. Yeah, I agree. For sure. So, you know, it was was an interesting character, an interesting dynamic to have. And uh, so what did you think about this whole plot line with Ronnie and it was it was serious but also kind of hilarious so we find out that <laughs> that Tess is the only one in the family with money I think we kind of already knew that uh, and that Ronnie was evidently declined by the bank because Gabe is looking into this to try to figure out more information about Sinclair the owner of the or the uh, the the swindler behind the, the savings and loans, banker, whatever. That's yeah. That's, that's the problem. And uh, he was so, the bank manager. He was the bank manager before he went into the savings and loan. Yeah. So Ronnie goes up to Tess, and he uh, he tells her that uh, you know to basically lie for him, and uh, that, to say that she got, she gave him the money. And uh, then, we, but it's truth. He got the loan from Sinclair, and <laughs> uh, and so then uh, Tess talks to Gabe and says, "You know, what are you doing about with Ronnie?" And Gabe says, "I think Ronnie's got himself into some trouble." So obviously, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we find out that Tess did lie for Ronnie. And she says uh, that shame, shame, shame. Yeah, she says it didn't doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> and the, but the funny part is you see Ronnie trying to hide from this. There's this man like a it's not a bounty hunter, but I don't know he, the henchman, I guess for Sinclair. He, he's a yeah. I mean he he's a lackey, I guess you could yeah, say that's a good for word. or he's the muscle. There you go. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's the he's the muscle for Sinclair. Yeah. And that was really funny. He's like hiding amongst the cows. And then, then he's like in the hay. <laughs> I, I, I think I've mentioned Man from Snowy River on here before. Mm-hmm. And I grew up loving it. It was one of my favorite movies. My mom and I watched it all the time. Yeah, and a good one. watching, I, it is, watching this episode immediately a line from Man from Snowy River popped in my head. Like, 
I'm not hiding behind the skirts of a bunch of women. Wait a minute. That's exactly what he's doing. But there's no skirt because she's a tough woman. But, you know, because for anybody who has never seen Man from Snowy River, it takes place in Australia. Yeah. And this uh, and this mountain man has to prove himself before he can take over his father's plot of land. His father dies in an accident. And so he goes down on the flats is what he calls it, out of the high country, out of the mountain, and, uh, and has to find work. And so he is working for this very, very rich rancher played by Kirk Douglas. And he's breaking in a cult without the boss's permission because the daughter told him to and he's got a crush on the daughter. And, uh, and so he gets hurt. He gets hurt breaking in the cult. And so he's laying in bed. He's almost been trampled by a brood of wild horses. And so the daughter comes in and says, we're, we've all agreed not to tell father. And so he said, and he said, we, who's we, Mrs. uh, Mrs. Bailey, Aunt Rosemary and I, and he's, and he says, I'm not hiding behind the skirts of a bunch of women. (laughs) So, so, Because he didn't want to, but that's exactly what Ronnie did. He's hiding behind his sister-in-law. And the cows, (laughs) even worse. And the cows. And in the hay. <laughs> hey, that was really funny to me. And and just Tess just being just face palming it. <laughs> like, what is happening? Was really funny. Well, and she's she's being the man. She's be you know, he said, I I'm coming down and don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I guess they don't make gentlemen like they used to to the mess. Oh, <laughs> slam, but that man won't hit a woman. You could tell. Yeah. You could tell that he want he wanted to take a swing at her, but she's a woman. She's wearing <laughs> pants, but she's a woman. And back then you did not take a swing at women. Yeah, so. and she tells him from out from here on out, we deal with Sinclair, not his messenger boy. Ooh, that made him <laughs> mad. So I can only guess the next week we are going to meet Sinclair. I wouldn't. Maybe they'll save it till the last episode, but it seems like I wouldn't be surprised if we met him next next week. That's not. That's not a. That's not a bad inter uh, prediction. That's not yeah. a bad prediction. Yeah. Did yeah. you notice how? Did you notice how Gabe was not the least bit intimidated by Tess when she walked into the <laughs> yeah. jail, into his that's office? True. He didn't even look up. He didn't even look up, and he did this little smirk. How can I help you? And I just went, man. Everybody else in town is afraid of her except Gabe. He's not going to take anything from yeah. her. <laughs> I do wish, though, that we saw a few more scenes of Gabe outside of his duties. I feel like we've seen very little of that. and That's true. Like- we haven't seen him out of uniform except maybe once or twice. Yeah. The roofing was one of them. Yeah. And I think uh, that always helps you to get to know the character a little bit better. Uh, I I think I always enjoyed uh, Jack the most, particularly whenever we were up visiting Elizabeth's family. I just felt like you got the most of his sort of personality and uh, a little bit, uh, I don't know, less formal than when he was in his, in his red suit. And, uh, that's uniform, funny because that's say. when he was that's when he was the most formal because he had to dress up in a 
tie for Elizabeth's family. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but I don't know. I just felt like you got a little more of his personality than, than when he oh, was yeah. at his job. Oh, yeah, personally. definitely. So I would just like to see a few, little bit more of that. Because I think it maybe, it, it doesn't necessarily hurt his chemistry, but I think that's part of the reason why I'm sort of feeling more of the Sam vibe now. Because um. we've just seen more colors of Sam, whereas we've kind of seen the same thing from Gabe. And I'd like to see a little bit more, more uh, a little bit more of a relaxed side of him. So yeah because when because when we did the root when we saw the roofing that's the most relaxed that we saw him you know yeah. the little the little pretend <laughs> he didn't have a hat so he pretended to tip a hat that was the cutest thing that mm-hmm. was that was the cutest thing and he even though he was concerned about sam and you know doing the whole interrogation thing you don't know anything about him he was still a little bit more relaxed so yeah i mean yeah, i was gonna say interesting I was gonna say, I feel like the most we've seen from him has been him buying the second, <laughs> second best chocolates in all of Brookfield. <laughs> I loved that. I loved this. Oh, I love the chocolates. And then how he was racing out the store without the chocolates and Joe. Oh my gosh. Joe just continues to yeah. be one of my favorite characters. Joe, ever the helpful. Uh, he just... He hands them. He he hands him the chocolate, and he turns back and kind of tips the chocolate. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it makes me almost want to forgive the actor for leaving Goodwitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's never been the same with Stephanie. Oh. but uh, but anyway. So yeah, I think it'll be fun. Not bad. Adam and Stephanie, mm. they're not bad. Not my favorite. Um, yeah, yeah. We all. We all on the Good Witch podcast much preferred Vincent over Adam. <laughs> we liked him really? way better. Really? Yeah, we did. I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to leave that alone because we're not on Good Witch. But okay. <laughs> yeah, we we weren't big Adam fans. But anyway, then the other plotline of the episode was that we had a little Helen who has they've found her grandpa. But instead of coming to get her, he, he has sent his lawyer because he had an unfortunate incident, uh, the, I think the year before or a couple of years before, where they had published an article and somebody had basically tried to swindle them and pretended that uh, the, that an orphan was his granddaughter. And so now he has the lawyer sort of screen the, the 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 candidates i guess and uh, so helen is put up with all of these questions and what did you think of this lawyer and this whole thing i think the lawyer was very businesslike but he mm-hmm. has to be he's a lawyer and i went back and forth on the questions because they weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. I thought that he was going to almost interrogate her. And, and they were, they were simple questions. You know, they, they were, what, what are your parents' names and how did they die? And what was your grandfather's nickname for you? And so they weren't as bad of questions as I thought they were going to be. But on the other hand, I mean, the poor girl was seven when she lost her parents so now the fact that he had gotten tricked before that makes it 
understandable. It, it makes it a whole lot more understandable because when, if this were the first time, then I would say, okay, get a grip, dude. But because this had happened before and somebody tried to impersonate Helen, then that, you know, it, it would stand to reason that they would need a screening. And so, yeah, I kind of went back and forth. I said, why, why would she know her grandfather's name at seven years old? Uh, but, and they left England when she was six. So that's even earlier. So I don't know. I, I went back and forth. I thought that it was an okay thing to do given the circumstances, but it was just a rotten situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, this is a, this is maybe silly, but I was surprised. I, I, I feel like the girl who plays Helen has such a, uh, it's such a different kind of ex- ethnic look to her that I was expecting her grandfather to be from like Spain. England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting yeah, you, England. Oh, you weren't. Yeah. I was not expecting England either. When they said England, I went, what? Yeah. What, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah because she's got she's got a very hispanic look about her yeah. she's got the beautiful brown eyes and the dark black hair and the olive colored skin yeah england came as a complete surprise to me but i just said okay whatever <laughs> yeah i mean technically a lot of different people can live in england uh but it's just surprising i was expecting it to be something else so that was interesting and the one the one thing the one thing that that the lawyer did that drove me crazy is Lillian said, she said Bayswater, a neighborhood in London. And he said, oh, I've never heard of it. Oh, you've never heard of it, so therefore it doesn't exist. So you know every neighborhood in London, do you? You know? <laughs> Well, yeah, and technically, when somebody tells you more detail, that should be actually a good sign, not less detail. Yes! When they said that at the end, I was kind of like, what? That's stupid. <laughs> It'd be way easier to copy and pretend london than to pretend that like an individual neighborhood yeah yeah he was being he was being very close-minded but uh but at least we we got the nickname we got poppy out (laughs) also the fact that he wouldn't look at the locket that was stupid i mean if she literally has photos of them in her of her parents in the locket. Yeah, we don't. We don't know. We don't know what the what's in the locket. They've. Never I mean, said. I would assume it. I mean, because of the size and everything that it, it has photos. Uh, yeah. has, or painting or something at least, of of them. And the fact he wouldn't even look at it was stupid. I was annoyed with him with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're being dumb. You're a lawyer. You should be. You you should if you're doing your job, you should be looking at all of these details, not just all your set. All of the evidence. Yeah, all of the evidence. That's right. That's right. So he wasn't my favorite. He was kind of <laughs> ridiculous, and uh, so yeah, and so the people try to stop him, and they're all at the. Uh, uh, kind of protesting <laughs> there with Pearl and with everybody. And then the stagecoach ends up getting delayed. And so he comes Thanks back. to sneaky Sam. Thanks to sneaky Sam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sam cut down that tree. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so then he goes back and she's able to remember that her grandfather called her Poppy and uh so that's i guess the 
that's the uh, open sesame of, of the lawyer's heart. And so we find out that, that uh, it's, things are looking good for Helen. And uh, so I guess, yeah, we'll see what's going to happen uh, next. But yeah, it seems like she passed. So that's good. And with uh, flying colors, with, yeah. with flying colors, once her memory returned. And isn't it funny how our memories work? You know, she she stopped thinking about it. She was playing horseshoes with Sam and Lillian and Grace. And then all of a sudden, she just drops the horseshoe and goes, London. Yeah. I've had that happen to me before where I just go. <gasps> yeah. And it's just, it, it's amazing how our minds can work. It really is true. They, it's so interesting, that difference between the short-term memory and the long-term memory, because you would think that it would be so much easier to remember something that literally just happened, but it can be just completely out of your mind, and yet you can remember just the most random stuff from your childhood. You're like, why can I not remember the person I literally just met five minutes ago, but I can remember some random kid's name from my kindergarten class. It's, it's a weird thing because it uses different parts of your brain. Uh, I mean, that's why Alzheimer's patients frequently, they can't remember their own children's names, but they can remember their, their kindergarten teacher's names. They can remember just the most like minutiae details about their childhood, but they can't remember you know, their name sometimes. It's, it's a really yeah. weird phenomenon. Uh, so yeah, that was, definitely. was interesting. Uh, especially, especially I can imagine if you had experienced trauma, which anybody who'd been orphaned, that would be tra- trauma. Uh, Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and on so, a boat that caught fire and sank. Right. <laughs> and so the memories that you would have would actually be quite potent, quite, they you would i think you'd be more likely to remember things like nicknames and just all those details and stuff like that even at a young age as opposed to somebody who hadn't had that trauma and if you were to ask them the same kind of details they probably wouldn't remember them the same way yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah the last plot thread of this episode was with maggie and this depressed woman. So supposedly this woman had come from Hamilton to her to be treated. To, because... to, the, to the hotel. Oh. To the hotel. Ronnie put out this advertisement that, that Brookfield had restorative properties. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> Ronnie, will you please? When does it end? When will it end, Ronnie? <laughs> and so Maggie is treating this woman for melancholy, as they say and basically depression and so she's trying all these different tactics first she takes her out to the woods and that's kind of a disaster she swallows an insect and gets bug just bites think of it as protein <laughs> it's just protein yeah <laughs> that would be similar to, i'm not an outdoorsy person unless it's I, I love anything with the water but i'm not a big fan of uh of a lot of outdoor stuff i do not camp i'm not a camper <laughs> duly noted never take rachel camping (laughs) no and i have i sort of feel like i'm bad luck on camping because everything will go so great and then i go and there's like unending rain and disasters and a mess and it just seems to never work out 
So I'm, wow. I'm more of a camper than a camper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get, my dream is to get like an Airstream. Have you ever seen an Airstream? Uh-uh. Oh, they're so cute. They're really adorable. They're like little campers, but they, they're kind of, usually they're sort of silver uh, colored um, with uh, like a tin outside. Anyway, they're really cute and they're really cozy and you've got like your bed and your sink and you're like, that's my style of camping. Wow. <laughs> I just, I don't like sleeping on the ground. I don't like bugs. I don't like being dirty. It's not for me. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so she takes this lady and we find out that she is single, that she works as an elevator operator. And, uh, and uh, Maggie says, you see the same people, but do any of them know your name? And so we kind of figure out that she's pretty lonely, this lady. And uh, so Maggie. And very isolated. Yeah. So Maggie keeps uh, trying to talk with her and, and then they get involved with helping Helen and she kind of comes to realize that that's what she needs is to be uh, involved in uh, in things and in, in people and serving people. And she needs to find a connection of uh, that she can work with and help. So I thought that was actually a really sweet, nice little like B storyline. Yeah, I I did I did like the storyline. I wanted to see if Maggie was taking all of this effort to get Mrs. Larkin involved with Helen. I wanted to see them do more than just stand there. You know, because mm. I, Mrs. Larkin didn't actually do something. She didn't actually say something to change Mr. Talbot's mind. She was just part of the crowd. So I really like I really liked that Maggie got her involved, but if there was going to be that effort, I kind of wanted her to actually do something with it. Mm -hmm. But I still, I I didn't hate the storyline. I just wanted to see more with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, But and I, it's a, uh, I was, maybe it's because it was fresh on my mind because yesterday was mental health uh, awareness or wellness day or whatever. And so it was something I was thinking about, about loneliness and about different times in my life when I've had depression and stuff. So then I watched this, this plot line of this person going through melancholy. I, so that really uh, I, spoke to you. Yeah, I definitely connected with it and sort of the attempts to try these different things, but what really helps and what really matters is that human connection and yes I, I that you can have all of the sort of temporary fixes but that a lot of times they're just just make it worse than actual real human connection and meaning and connection with god and all that stuff it just really is what uh, and and getting the like treatment and counseling and other things that you need and it's all very important uh but also that human connection just can't be undersold so I appreciated that a lot. It was very cute to me. And I and I kind of wish that maybe we got one more episode, but of course we probably won't, but I, I yeah, like that. Yeah, they're probably gone. It's cute. Yeah. So, uh, so all together, quite a bit of story in one episode, I think. And uh, we got two more episodes left and uh, that will be really fun to see what's going to happen. Uh, do you have any predictions for next week? 
Ooh, um, predictions for next week. Well, there's supposed to be a story on uh, Matthew Stewart, Tess's husband. And so, yeah, so that looks, and then it looks like Ken and Chuck get into something. And okay, Rachel, we cannot talk about this episode without Chuck's reaction to him thinking Grace is getting on the stage. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about it because it right. was so awesome. Yeah, that was really good. I liked that. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, he looked like he was panicking. Yeah. He looked totally panicked and just the, the no, 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 no. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not actually, uh, he, he couldn't even say it. It was, that was so cute. I don't want you to go. (laughs) I am, I am so surprised that Eve didn't capitalize on that, that she didn't make it even more awkward, you know, that, that she didn't say, what, what's that, you know, or something like that. She just, just kind of, she just kind of let it pass over, but yeah. Awkward. It was was really good. I agree. That was very swoon worthy. Uh, and so yeah so next week it's a reporter comes to brookfield to do a story on tessa's late husband gabriel's investigation hits close to home chuck and grace face an impasse in their relationship so gonna be pretty exciting yeah because it looks like she is trying to tell him that he crossed a line and then he kind of snaps at her what line did i cross and then walks away from her so it yeah, it looks intense. Yeah. It looks very it's tense. Gonna be really good. It's called it's called House in Order, and it's got something to do with uh, all these bridges. So uh, mm-hmm. they did. So that will be really interesting uh, to see. So if you're listening, let us know what you thought of the episode. What was your favorite of all these plot threads that they did? Kind of had it. Kind of had an A, B, and C plot this time. And, and then, uh, RJ RJ Hatanaka, he had a a question that he put out on Twitter. Uh-huh. If you could, if you could go back to 1916, would you? So put your answer in the comments. Oh yeah, that would be a fun one. I definitely would not. <laughs> I, prefer, I think we all know that answer. <laughs> yeah, I prefer modern plumbing and electricity and, and the right to vote. I, I'll, I'll stick with. <laughs> 2019 <laughs> so but let us know your thoughts that would be that would be really fun to talk about so yeah put in the comment section or on twitter we would we would love to chat about that and let us know what you thought about the episode as a whole and we'll look forward to next week and so thanks so much cammy where can people find you on twitter and instagram at cammy drama girl on facebook i have a hooked hearty facebook page uh, by the way, Cami is spelled K-A-M-I, and Hardy is I-E. And then I have my blog, hookedhardy.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, and YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so make sure to check that out. And we have all of our When Calls the Heart, When Hope Calls content in uh, the playlist uh, in the When Hope Calls uh, in the when calls the heart playlist on youtube so we'll put that in the description section as well we have our patron group that's so much fun you definitely want to check that out and that'll be all in the description section so make sure you're following the podcast at hallmarkies pod 
all over social media, iTunes, YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps us a lot and we really appreciate it. And if you are listening and watching on uh, YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We sure appreciate that as well. So looking forward to next week and we will talk again then. So (laughs) bye. Bye everybody. Have a great week.